Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. The fact that you, you're partnered with Aurelios is dope anyway, because they're a Chicago brand. They're a South Burbs brand, Chicago yeah. brand. But like the memories I have of the original restaurant in Homewood, I had my kindergarten graduation party at the original Aurelio's in Homewood. Like it's been a staple in the community my entire life. And then like, obviously for years and years and years in the city of Chicago, but it's it's finding a brand like that to say, okay, you understand my vision, I understand yours. And then hopefully that partnership grows. But I think people don't necessarily get into podcasting, understanding the business of podcasting. Yes. So yeah. Tone, we used to go, they used to have uh, all-you-can-eat $5 Tuesdays at Aurelio's, and we used to go in there after football practice and tear that place apart. It was great. We had so much fun eating all that pizza. I want, I want some pizza right now. Actually, no, I don't. Well, I was about to say, this is it the time, this, this late in the evening? It's super late. It's super late. You're you're in the, uh, the heartburn Part yeah. of my life, Lawrence. Like, we're, we're, if you have pizza this late, <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta go. If if you do it now, you gotta chase the pizza with some vanilla ice cream. Yeah, that's the that's the little trick. I don't know if y'all know. You'll you'll remember it when it hits y'all in about ten years. But that's gonna hit Tone right now because no, Tone is no, an easy seventy five years old. Man, it's hitting me like, right now, bro. Like, I see, just, see, I, I just got done eating, and right before we started recording. Man, I hit that bathroom up, man. I'm like, how old am I? How old am I? So, so I can't eat after seven o'clock. What's going on? Oh, what was the what was the dinner? Oh, Panda Panda Express. Oh well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Did you do orange chicken? Orange chicken, teriyaki. Oh, 
the the orange chicken you getting you out of here, Tom? Man. Oh my God. God. Uh, that boy washed. <laughs> I am out the game for real, for real. Yeah, you're gonna have to you got to have to learn the tricks. The tricks are you you eat a banana, you lay on your left side when you go oh, to sleep. Oh no. And and you can go milk or vanilla ice cream. If you can tolerate milk, do milk. But if you can't and Lawrence, that's the thing. Like, I, I think I might have a mild dairy. Lactose? Thing. Oh, yeah. that boy lactose now. Oh, Tom, oh, come on, man. <laughs> you in trouble. Yo, yo it happened oh, so quick. It was like no. you know, yesterday or last month. You know, I felt young and vibrant. I could do anything that, I want. I could eat anything man, I want. Man, that is that not man, the case anymore, man. That man went from 29 years old to 167 years <laughs> old. <laughs> The stress of putting a wedding boy, it'll drive you crazy. But yeah, yeah, Tone, what you got to do is if you feel that like acid reflux thing happening, you got you got some options. So you got mm-hmm. the lay on your left side thing mm-hmm. that helps with digestion. You could do like a banana, like a couple bites of a banana and, and that'd be all right. And then you got dairy to to offset the acid that's why they always have milk at like the the, the wing show where they eat all the mm-hmm. hot wings because mm-hmm. it 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 neutralizes the acid but if you got a severe like i because i i don't really mess with dairy either that much but a couple of spoonfuls of vanilla ice cream when you thinking you're gonna die <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So this is this is a good conversation because Lawrence, you can eat dairy and you can tolerate dairy, but you're like you can't eat gluten like that. No, gluten's actually like for people with Crohn's, gluten is fantastic. Like they, that's the crazy part, man. Like that's like where I, when I fell in love with donuts because donuts are like a perfect food for people with Crohn's or colitis because it's mm. it's an easy thing that breaks down. The trouble is like a couple of different things, like at least for me. And I think I, I feel comfortable saying, speaking for most people with, with Crohn's or, or colitis, it's like raw vegetables or fruit with skin on it could kill me, like could legit what? kill me. Like that, that doesn't break down well at all. And seeds, like I try to stay away from seeds and it sucks because seeds and so popcorn's out, peanuts wow. are out, cashews are out. I miss cashews, man. So and when I go to the movies, I've been able to to figure out like workarounds for me. Like um, Snyder's of Hanover has butter snaps, pretzels. They smell like movie popcorn, so I'm mm. able to be like, oh, all right, I can I can mess with those. Yeah, man, like it's it's dangerous. I went to this. I went to this dinner party. Man, somebody give you an apple slices, is, and it's, it's out of here. Out yeah, of here. Like it could be a like it. It could have me like how you was feeling with the Panda Express. Mm. Oh my god! So so like it. I find cool stuff. Like I'm so mad because the pandemic like messed up a lot of stuff. But Target used to have skinless apple cuts. Yeah. So like you get you could go in there and get some slices of apples with no skin. It was like 
the perfect breakfast. I'd do that. I'd have a dip a little peanut butter, but like, man, I'm good to go. But since then, you can't find those anywhere. So uh, I've been I've been experimenting. So I've been, you know, I, can I tell can I tell y'all uh you know, as a black man we're moment, family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Whenever, say we family. When, whenever Jason goes, we never replace him with another white. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> hey, wait. One week though, didn't y'all replace him with Cam? Uh, no, they, he replaced me with Cam one week oh, when I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, so I see what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to whiten up the pie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got the Negroes on here, Jason. That's right. <laughs> I, I had this moment, uh, last week where, so I'll just be stupid and give you my routine. Now I finally figured out my routine with the new show. Like I finally got what it is that I do. Like I'll get up usually at a quarter to six. I'll head down and go work out first because working out after the show was just ridiculous. So I go work out and then I'm usually out of there by I'm usually eight o'clock, eight fifteen or so. I'm out of there and I'm like, all right, I gotta do breakfast. So I've been taking oatmeal with me. And at, at the BBM they have this coffee machine that gives you hot water like perfect so i go in there with my little coffee cup do my oatmeal but sometimes for some reason the shit is unplugged i don't know if we haven't paid bills or what and then you have to sit there for like 10 minutes while it warms up ain't nobody got time for all that so i head down to to the amazon store and i got some fruit i got some some watermelon i was just feeling it that day and watermelon is usually like a bad move for me because it's got seeds. But I'm, I look like I was looking. I was like, oh, you know, they're not a lot of seeds. I can, I can move those seeds out of the way and enjoy some watermelon. So I'm sitting there in the room, just smacking, like just enjoying my watermelon, like for real. And Dan came in, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, man, you got to have some of this watermelon. And I was like, hey. I know I'm a black dude that just offered you some watermelon. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you don't have to take it, man. Like, you don't have to take it. I was like, don't tell nobody. <laughs> you know what? I, I hate that we've been associated. Everybody likes watermelon. It's a and great chicken. Fruit. Or chicken. That's what I'm saying. Everybody likes chicken is a universally loved food so it just got thrown on black people like oh y'all love chicken it's like bro you do too and chicken is great and so is watermelon now that i can i mean there are a lot of places that do seedless but i was tripping today like i walked down i i, I walked down to high park produce today because i love pineapple like pineapple slices is like my favorite thing it's a great fruit it it tastes good it's good for you all this stuff I go down to High Park Produce and I look back at the bag that I brought back and I'm like, what is happening to you, man? Like you completely <laughs> I came back with a whole thing of honeydew melon. Uh, for 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 my guy Tony, mm-hmm. I had some some pita chips. I got some pita chips, uh, some sea salt pita chips, and I got <laughs> Russ, I'm so embarrassed, man. Say it, just go ahead and say it. I got organic pineapple, dried pineapple slices. Nah, you you rich, rich. Yeah, you got it. They just in my bag because I'm like, if 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 it pops up, high park produce. 
I was like, oh, that's big money. That's yeah, not big that's, money. That's, that's, yeah, no, that's affluence. That's affluence. <laughs> <laughs> that's affluence. Come on now. My man, I thought you, you didn't even stop it. I got organic pineapple slices. I got organic pineapple, dry pineapple. Yeah. See, that's come on now. I need come them in on. my bag in case the occasional pay the light bill nah, or whatever. You, you, you got that Amex God. that makes you got the Amex that makes noise when you slam it on the table. I mean, you know, JB giving me the business because like this, this right here, I bought this for the office, right? And usually I sit in my chair and I got like my score set up over here or whatnot. And me and Jay was talking. And I said, yeah, man, I just got me a new piece for the office. And he is like, see, that's some rich people shit. You could have just said you got got some see, furniture. You all right, see, but you got a piece. So here's the real bullshit. Because JB acted like he wanted me, like me and Tom with no money. He's so Jay, rich. One Jay just re-upped over right. at the NBC Sports Chicago. So shout out to Jay. But Jay got Jace his his lady happy. Everybody good. He living life. They got the the classic Azul over there. I ain't, I ain't falling for Jason's bullshit. Like Jason, yeah. no, Jason's all right. But we'll. Let's start the show. We'll get into Jason's bull. Welcome to Sports Jason. I am Russ Dorsey alongside my main man, Hunter Grant, Tony Gill on the boards, and the distinct voice that you hear from now 9 to 2. 10 to 2? 10 to 2. 10 to 2. On 670 the score. They got a payback hour. The Bernstein. Yes. The burn, burn. Hey, that's why that's why you that's why you can afford the organic pineapple slices. Hey, they 100 percent had to pay for the yeah, there you go. There you go. That is uh Lawrence W. Holmes, uh Uncle Loho in the building. Uh and I wonder here's my thing. I love when Lawrence gets to join me and, and Tone because you you have Lawrence who used to be where me and Tone are. Uh, and he's the wiser, more mature mentor for both Tony and myself, and we love him dearly. Oh, Lawrence, I appreciate you having you on here, man. I'm I'm so happy. Like I listen every week. I I was people look at me weird. I was listening to y'all on a, on the flight to Montreal, and I'm just dying laughing because <laughs> of all the stuff. Y'all are crazy, man. Like this podcast. The more I tell people about this podcast, the more people are like. Yo, what's up with them boys? Like, what, <laughs> what, what are they doing? And I know a lot of people that are like, "Can you get me on to the Sports Adjacent podcast?" And I'm like, "You could just ask them." But for real, for real, there like, is no, there's no way nobody people ask to come on our podcast. Z- that, zero. That is bullshit. Because I, I talked with Shayna Goff, and she was like, "Yo, I want to be on with those crazy dudes." Well, we love Shayna here on Sports Jason. We found out that she listens to the pod. Yeah, uh, we had Jay on, and, and he, he we talked about the the, you know, the Shayna stories and them growing up in the the beautiful Belizean household that they did. Um, and we will definitely have Shayna on. But like I, the fact that people want to join us in our craziness always makes me laugh because I'm like, why would somebody want to take an hour and a half of their day and, and be foolish with us? Well, here's why because. The thing is, is first of all, with you, Russ, they want to be close to the money. Oh and, my god! And that is something Stop that is it. key. They're like, Stop how can it. I be down? And how can I get to the yams? How can I? How can I get to the yams? <laughs> I was, I was just watching that episode today. I freaking love that episode with with Varnell Hill. The catfish are delicious. The catfish. <laughs> that whole scene to me. They had to have ad-libbed it, man. If I ever get the opportunity to talk with Tommy Davidson, 
I'm, I'm going to ask him nothing but questions. I'm not going to ask him about a living color. I'm not going to ask him what he's doing now. I'm be like, yo, let's talk about Varnell Hill. And let's talk about you and Martin just wiling out in that scene where we can see both of y'all are about to crack up and ended up being like some of the best. But no, I think people just, they like both of you guys. And they people don't really know Jason. It's weird because he's, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yes. People don't know y'all are a little more out front than than what Jason is, and people are are genuinely happy for your success. Like that's key. So they want to be around it, and people just want to they want to hang out and kick it with y'all, and that's good. Like that's that's the way that it should be. People should want to hang out with you guys. So when you ask, uh, other than you know, you got to take care of the elderly and let a brother get some sleep. Um, I'm I'm here for it as 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 you young men are trying to uh, to forge your your way in this business. You know what's funny I, I, is I, 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 think, I think people vibe with us because it's like we don't take ourselves too seriously, you know, and we don't really put pressure on ourselves to talk or like it's never it's never a pull, pulling of teeth to come on here and talk to these guys or them to talk to me and just us just having a conversation it's never pulling teeth and this is how we are when we link up in person correct like it's, it's, it's the we're same, there for hours same exact way yeah hours i mean me me and jason had dinner a couple of weeks ago and we looked up and we were like it's kind of late <laughs> like like he's been he had been downtown all day and I was like, yeah, it's kind of late. We we both got a role. He's got family responsibilities, but I was just like, man, I'll be trying to sleep. So I gotta go. But we had a great time. And when and when the boys came over to watch March Madness, we was up to what, like midnight tone, like watching mm-hmm. games. So, you know, it's it, it shows that you guys are just a, a, a group of good dudes. That doesn't mean that y'all don't have some bad opinions on shit. We, that, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, all right. That's where I have to. Well, 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 let me get the ad read out the way, and then we'll come back to the bad opinion. Uh, Sports Station is sponsored by our good friends over at Sheets and Giggles. If you want the softest, most comfortable sheets you can find, the eucalyptus sheets, go over to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase. Lawrence, you talk about these bad opinions. Oh, by the way, for everybody out there who wonder where Jason is, Jason's fine. Jason's taking care of some things. He's on sabbatical for a couple weeks. He will return. Lawrence, you talk about bad opinions. I, I don't think it's a we thing. I think it, it becomes a we because we we employ Tony or Anthony Gill on, on our platform. But the bad opinions come from one place and one place only. Uh, uh, See? Debatable. See? See, that's how it happens. That's how it starts. It's not bad. It's just everybody else hasn't caught up to to where I'm at. See, because here's the thing, Lawrence. I I listen to, I support our guy, Jason Goff, who was a guest on our podcast a couple weeks ago. On his podcast, The Full Go, which is very successful. He's on episode 555 already, and we're just on 77, even though we started ours before he did, which is great. But no, I'm messing with Jay. Um. But here's the thing. I listen to Tone and how he responds. If, if Jason says, Tone, look this up for me. Literally, within seconds, Tony yeah. has the stat right there. It's right? very diff- It's a very and- different vibe. Like, I listen to Jay's pod, too. And the Tony, corporate Tony is there for Jay's vibe. And he is not for sports adjacent or anything else. Like, oh, you know when, you know when corporate Tony shows up, though? Now that, now that he's out. 
when I ask him to come on the score, corporate Tony shows up again. And it's cool. Like, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to let people see that he has he's multifaceted and he can do a couple different things here and there. But, man, I brought Tony on to talk basketball. And I, I thought Tony with the glasses was uh, was up there because he was like, talk about the NBA guys. Oh, my God. No, like it's it's knowing that he has that in his in his golf bag of things. And Jason's like, hey, Tone, look this up for me. Two seconds. Tone got it. Where it's like, I asked Tone a week earlier, hey, Tone, can you have this on the show? He's like, no, F you. Right? And he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it prepared. It's like, Tony, why do I give you money each week, each month, if, if you're just not going to do what we ask you to do? Like, I know I'm not Bill Simmons, but come on. He's on his own island, man. And we kind of, like, even when he was EP in my show, like, there are points where you have to just let Tony cook. Because he comes up with great shit. And then there are times where you want to snatch him by his collar and you want to be like, hey, man, don't fuck this up for everybody. <laughs> and what, what you're proposing right now might fuck this up for everybody. So it, 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 it's a very delicate dance that you have to do with Tony. But I just adore him. And I, I, I finally, like, I really do think that someone asked me about Tony and I was like, yep, it's, it is, it's, it really is. He's the Spider-Man to my Iron Man. Like that shit is like on, it's perfect. It's <laughs> on point. That's exactly what it is. And he'll be in charge when I'm gone and all that good stuff. He, he's just, he's just wild. Like he, I listen to some of y'all stuff and I shake my head and I, and some of the, the nuances of this pod that people who've been listening since episode one have been able to pick up on when certain phrases are mentioned or whatever, I laugh every time. <laughs> every single time. We're going to get to one of those phrases later in the show. I mean... Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get to some of those phrases. But, but here's my thing, Laura. So you just mentioned Tone is the Spider-Man to your Iron Man. In the House of L MCU crossover... If you're Iron Man, and we've done this before, but I think we did it I, long ago, so maybe yeah. some of the roles have changed. No, Jason is still Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still Doctor Strange, man. Jason is still Doctor Strange. Who do we have you as, Russ? Well, you said you said I was also Iron Man. Yeah, I but maybe I it's changed. That, no, I, I think it's changed because I, I think that you kind of on your I think you on your shit right now, man. Like you might be. I you're you're too smart to be Thor, but you're on like that shit. Like you're on you're doing doing the most and in, in a good way. Like you're you're absolutely you're on some galactic type stuff where we're just trying to figure out what's happening on earth and holding things down and like trying to figure out life. And you're like, let me go, let me go travel and let me have some adventures right now. And you know, Hey, did you know? Cause I, I watched uh, Thor love and thunder and I mean, it's not a great movie. It's all right. <laughs> it, I didn't look like it from the, from the trailers. Yeah. You kind of knew, I, I will say it's funnier than you think. And there's this scene where where Thor is going through like all his lovers, 
and there's this like one of the lovers. Oh, exactly like Russ. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and and one of the, one of the gags is is that his wife he's married to um, Pataki is her last name. Where is it? It's from the Fast and Furious movies, and. She plays one of his lovers. He's like, yeah, I made love to a wolf woman on top of a wolf. And it was her. Like, they, they're they just doing whatever they want now with the Thor movies. And I love it. Like, I'm just like, oh, all right, let's just bring the whole family in and and and, and wild. But, yeah, like, you're you're on some different stuff right now. Like, that, I, I am so curious. Like, I mean, we talked about it. Like, we talked, like, offline about a yeah. lot of stuff happening for you. Before it ever happened, right? But yeah. but now now that it's happened, like, do you understand like how nuts it is and how crazy it is that that you earn these opportunities? Like it 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 blows my mind that you're at where you're at right now, and and you're you're taking it in. I was having a conversation with Mark Lazarus. We he's actually like the latest episode of House of L. And we were talking about young people that come into the business and we go, holy shit, like, where did they make you? Like, where, what factory <laughs> did they make y'all at? And so I, I mentioned the three names. Uh, y'all like the damn holy trinity to me now. It's, it's, it's Russ, it's Malika Andrews, and it's Emily Kaplan. And I think all of y'all are the same age, too, like 27. I think everyone's 27. And you look and you go, oh, the three of them are holding down baseball, hockey, and basketball. Now, I, there needs to be a football version of y'all, but, and I can't find who that is just yet. Like, maybe it's MJ Acosta, but but my God, like, seeing y'all out here in these streets, like, just running over the business is outstanding. Um. I'm gonna ignore this text I just got from Tone. Uh, I I don't I don't look at no, it in wait, that way. No, no, y'all not gonna play me like y'all. I'm not playing you, but I, I gotta tell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you in the in the commercial break. But like, I don't think of it in that way because when you're on the journey, and it's actually something I wanted to talk to y'all about. Like when you're going through it, I can't think of it that way. Like I'm gonna be the best. At, like I'm like yo, I want to be the best at this, but I can't think yo, I'm gonna be the face of baseball one day. Like I can't. Think of that because if you get caught up in that, then as things start happening for you, you're like, oh, I'm the shit now and I'm this and I'm that. And then that all of a sudden somebody's passed you because that hard work that you put in to get to that point. Now you've plateaued and now you think you're just going to stay at that level. Right. Where I put in I was putting in scores at the Tribune six months after I got out of college while also working another job to try to get a taste of this business. Right. I work that hard now. I didn't just start now. You know, like I, you have to have that same level of drive that you had when nobody was reading your stuff, when nobody cared about you as a reporter or writer or broadcaster or whatever. And so, like, I don't even think of it in that way. It's just like, hey, man, I'm going to work hard and whatever opportunities happen, happen. And I'm going to enjoy the ride. And, and I just I have to look at it. Like, I can't get in caught up now in looking too far ahead. I think a couple years ago I did. Cause it was like, I want to get to this place by the time I'm 24 years old or 25 right. years old. But there's been places I've been at 24, 25 years old and now 27 years old that like, 
I set the bar too low. Right. So it's like I can't even I can't even think of it in, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this in 10 years, because I don't even know if the things I can fathom right now can happen in 10 years. Like if I was talk to myself at 19 years old and said, bro, listen, 27, you're going to you're going to be doing analysis on Friday Night Baseball for national games. You're going to be a national MLB reporter. You're still going to be able to live in your hometown and you're going to be come on at one o'clock on Wednesdays on Bernstein home show on 670 the score. Um, I would have been like, that is insane. I I don't who took the day off. Right. Like, that's what that's what I would ask myself. But I wouldn't have been able to visualize how all those things work together. So when it comes to. I think people always ask, what's your five year plan? I can't have it anymore. I can't have one anymore, right? Like it's the industry won't even allow for that to be the case. Like I, I signed a three year deal to stay at the score, and I'm like, man, at the end of it, I'll be fifty, okay? And then I'm like, all right, that that takes some some real like life assessment to kind of figure out like what's the next thing that you want to do. But honestly, I'm not even sure where the industry will be at the end of it. I'm not sure where radio will be, where AM radio. I think AM radio has a a bigger advantage over FM radio just because you're really selling the personalities more so than like with FM. It's really about the music and now everyone can kind of get music wherever they want. So you have to have personalities that jump off the radio to keep people on FM. It's why I still love listening to xrt because the the jocks at xrt they bring something that is very unique to the landscape of of what it is that we do but the sports media landscape i'm i'm not sure what it looks like there's new players that are involved in all of this now how do you go about getting and keeping your audience share can you grow audience share in, in this environment, what are the things that draw people in? Like, these are all things that I, I mean, I obsess over like every day. Like we're talking about it every day, Dan and I on, on things that we can do to, to try to get better. And it's been, it's been cool to, to do that, but I don't even know how anyone can do a five-year plan. I see my man, um, Pat Ellington, right? Like I follow him. And I see him like having these goals and I'm like, man, I don't know if the industry is going to be here. Like as you lay out your, your plan. And to me, it's just keep doing great content. Cause if you do great content, there'll be some platform where your stuff can go. And what I think is cool about what you're doing, Russ, is that you're showing one of the things that I say to my students all the time. Everyone is everything. This idea of, oh, well, you know, I'm a writer. Well, guess what? If you're a writer, you're going to have to go on radio or television to promote the stuff that you're writing. And there's probably some sort of video or audio outlet that your the place where you write is going to ask you to be a part of. So you can't you can't fall into that. You can't be like, well, I'm just a TV personality. Okay, cool, but 
terrestrial television is is kind of dying a slow death too you have to use what you can do whether it's the written word or going on radio and you're seeing like you're seeing the stars like emerge like you're seeing like Layla emerge because she can do everything and and that's where I think that you're in such a good spot right now because you've got the the background in in print like legit like in print then you've added you because you enjoy sports radio you're an excellent guest for a sports radio show you're doing the podcast and not not only are you like doing tv and i'm using air quotes you're you're doing over the top you're doing streaming television which is a whole different ball game and honestly a great place for people to be free and kind of explore stuff so the, the industry itself is is mind boggling and you know i think about podcast and where podcasts are at and i still have a bunch that i really like that i stick with yes more people are doing podcasts they're 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 out here doing it what sets yours apart that's why i like sports adjacent I think you guys have such a good rhythm. I feel like I mess up your rhythm whenever I come in here and, and hang out. But the three of you guys, like, are it's it's like a it's like a show, and I don't mean a podcast. It's like you guys have defined roles. For the most part, you live inside of that role. Occasionally, you guys drift into other spaces, but for the most part, you are who you are, and it ends up being fun. And that's the goal. Like, what can we do to get more people to come in and hang out with us? And at the end of the day, that's what the listener is. The, the person who's listening to this podcast wants to hang out with Jason and Tony and Russ. And they do it for you know, 95 minutes every week. They hang out with you guys and you make them feel like they're a part of it, which is dope. Tony, do you feel like in the uh, in the producing space where you first started when you were right out of the Illinois media school, that you could visualize what you would be doing right now going into your age 30 season. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> once I got the gig at the score, I was like, well, that, that was it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which was uh, the house of dragon. What is that what it's called? House of the dragon. House of the Dragon. Okay. Hot D is what we call it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, before we get to Hot D that Tony just alluded to right there, yeah. I have something I want to. <laughs> oh my God. I have something I want to get off my chest. It's come to my attention that people, even after the numerous people that have gotten salmonella or food poisoning from one Chipotle, I think we need to stop lying. And acting like Chipotle is better than Qdoba because Qdoba is way better. Hey, you have found a, a brother in Let's arms to me, Russ. Let's go. I, and you know who else? Like, I think my man Jay Zawaski from the I'm Fat podcast would be here with us too. There's there's a there's one Qdoba that's still left that I see in Hyde Park. There's one. They closed most of the Chicago ones. Yeah, there's one still at the University of Chicago Hospital. And occasionally I find myself at the Qdoba and I'm like, man, why didn't this, why didn't this work out? It's like, it's like beta though. It's like beta and VHS. The beta max was actually the better brand. 
is the better brand. It's what people use in television. They use beta tapes, but VHS had a better like marketing thing and better rollout, and it it pushed people out. And that's that's Chipotle and Kudoba. Kudoba they gave you the spicy queso first for free. Yep, you could get it for free. They had the better chips. You get a better meal. I'm look. I'm I don't turn up my nose at Chipotle. I'm cool with Chipotle. But if I if a brother had a choice, yeah, if they were if they were right next to each other, I'd be rolling the Cadoba right there with you, Russ. Miss Chipotle been giving people salmonella for the last ten years, and it don't matter. Like, nope. Let me go. Let me go ahead and salmonella here. Can I get a bowl, please? That's y'all up there with the. Can I get the bowl with the the, the, the lime rice and and salmonella and food all everything? Just put it all in there. The undercooked chicken, yeah, put that all there. Can I get extra wok for thirty five dollars in my first newborn? Like, come on now, that's Qdoba is, and it's not even like a close better. It's like superior to Chipotle. Like they're giving you free queso, they're giving you free guac. The fresh ingredients, you can get shrimp. Like they give you the whole shebang bang at Qdoba, wherever location, and you're you you can get a bowl with nothing on it at Chipotle and pay $165. I, I will say though, at the beginning of the pandemic, Chipotle was the move. It was there for you. It right? really you're right. Was there, it was there for you. It was there. Y'all were going to y'all were going to Chipotle at the in like during quarantine. No, oh, yeah. no, we, oh, yeah. we, we, we Uber eating. Like he can bring it through. Oh yeah. Tone was going in and again. Cough and put salmonella in mine. I'm still getting it. <laughs> yeah, put put the OG COVID all on it and salmonella and the extra guac. Not the alpha strain. The alpha the OG COVID. Please. All right, I'm not gonna let y'all disparage the great Chipotle out here. I couldn't even tell you the last time I seen a Cadoba. I don't even know if I pronounced that <laughs> right. It's, it's Kadoba. Like Southside Chicago. Kadoba, yeah. man. Kadoba. Get out of here. Chipotle. Nah, Run it. Nah. Run it. Up. it. I will say it makes me laugh. I, I, I haven't even checked. Like I need to go check. I'll check before this, this pod drops. But it does make me laugh. Like when I pass it, and I'm like, that might be the last Kadoba in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was up in uh, Milwaukee a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, "What do I want for lunch before I go to the ballpark?" Kidoba right here. Let me go, man. I had such an enjoyable experience at Kidoba. They it's, blessed me, man. It's, it's, it's Dunkin' versus Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme no. may have the better donut, but guess, no. guess, guess who? Uh, I, I, I was, I was on the, the the Krispy Kreme train for a while. Then I got older. I'm like, mm. to be honest, after the glaze, dog. There's nothing there that keeps me like if the hot and ready sign on, like crack. But like after that, if the hot and ready sign not on and they cold and they got all seized up, I just I'm gonna go to Dunkin' get a large iced coffee, and then I could go to Do Right or Dat Donut or uh, one of the fine establishments in our our fine city or uh, Huck Finn and get a, a quality donut. I was I was in Canada, so. Tim Hortons, man. Yeah, listen, we was in Toronto a couple weeks ago. I had to get some Tim bits. Tim bits is the move. Yeah, that's that's the move, right there. All right, so this is fun. Let, let me let me ask y'all if we're talking about chain restaurants, where where like what's the chain restaurant that if you driving on the highway and you hungry, 
you you Tyrese hungry. Hmm. What's the chain restaurant that you want to see pop up on the exit sign so you can go get your grub on? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is your move? Mm-hmm. All right, what if I said sit down? Sit down, chain restaurant. Mm-hmm. Miller's. Okay. Okay, so I they, I don't know how many. They've closed some of these, but back in we were in a, a family that did the road trip like we weren't flying everywhere we take we were getting in the car and we were driving somewhere if orion's popped up we were going to ryan's <laughs> right like i look down on golden corral and i don't go to buffets periods now at this point no nah, that's a bad choice right, it's a bad cho- even even pre-pandemic i was like i can't do this anymore parents like i i'll just y'all just come over the house um but back in the day, give me a Ryan's anywhere, and the Dorsey household is going. <laughs> All right. I like that. Ryan's was the move. Or Ponderosa go to weight throwing it way back. Fam. Okay. Russ, I don't know if you do you know that there is still a Ponderosa or a Sizzler in Puerto Rico in is San there? Juan, like right off the beach. That's it's right crazy. off the beach. And I'm like, no, nah, this can't be real. This so have you ever been to Ponderosa be before? Mm-mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, All right, so- just, uh, that, what was the name of the place that was near you, Tony? Oh, shit. Like off of like 87th and <sighs> sis, was it Matson's? Oh, is, oh, hey man, oh. I was over by the airport. I, <laughs> hey, 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 because my parents go hear this. And man, I went to Matson's one day and we were supposed to get dinner. And I told my parents, absolutely not. We will not. Said, no. We will absolutely not. I said, we are turning around right now. And it was, I was still living in their house. So that's a bold move for a young teen. But I said, there's no way I can eat here. Like, I can't say why. I said, there is no way. That Russell Robert Dorsey is going to be eating in this fine, no, in this establishment. I can't put fine in front of, in this establishment. You you didn't like that they had the rodeo man. Out there. Absolutely not. Get his ass out of here and get that bum ass stick, man. You didn't want to eat that baseball stick, You know, you know, it's funny. We passed that on the way to the airport. Sometimes my mom's like, "Hey, if you want to get dinner," I said, "Mom, don't play with me." <laughs> Cause like at this point in my life, I take my parents to the finer place. Like we go to, you know, Gene and Georgetti's, Mastro, yeah. somewhere. Treat my parents to dinner, and we just riding past. Go to Midway. Hey man, if you want to get some dinner real quick, I said, Mom, mm-hmm. if you don't drop me off at this airport, we gonna fight. <laughs> ask ask both of your parents because they're older than I am, but it's in the it's in the right range. Ask your parents if they've ever heard of a place called Tropical Hut. Tropical hut. Okay, Tropical. so man, look, when Tony was talking about going to Red Lobster, and like that was a thing, like I was, I felt because you're right, like that mm-hmm. was a thing, especially mm-hmm. for black folks. Like mm-hmm. we're going, we going to Red Lobster, like we have upgraded. That a, yes, that is an, mm-hmm. that is an upgrade. There used to be this spot off of uh, 89th and Stony called the Tropical Hut, and I swear the Holmes family. If there was a big event, I guess my grandmother like really loved that place. If there was a big event, we were going to the Tropical Hut. And I remember I was so sad when that place closed. And now 
it's just been turning over. Like it's been turning over. Like that particular spot has been turning over for damn near 30 years where it's like a BJ's cafe or whatever that BJ's bakery or whatever it's called. It's been uh the dude uh, did it, it made Nipsey's like, you, you know, I'm like, what is this man? <laughs> what is, like is there, it's for real Nipsey's. Um, and, and I remember we used to go there and it was like the best burger ever because they served the burger on Hawaiian bread and it was just banging. That sounds great. It was it was they did the tiki torches, you know, before they were used for different things. Um, it was a dope vibe. And even like as a kid, they they make you like the kitty cocktail. <laughs> so you know you got you got pineapple juice and grenadine, grenadine, and and seven up in a cup. Little Shirley Temples and stuff. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like so, ask your parents if they ever heard of a restaurant called Tropical Hut. Tropical Hut. Were you a popping fresh guy? Yo, so my grandfather used to his house was in Park Four. Park Four, the one that's the park. Yeah. Yep. We, we go we go there every day. Like every time we go see our grand my grandfather, we stop there. And there used to be a hostess store like right next to it. Like yeah, and we, end up, it ended up moving to Matson. And we go in As there and, by, and, yeah. get, and get the uh, get 10 apple pies for like eight dollars <laughs> 75 <laughs> right and you and you you'd be like i'm rich i'm rich yes. with pie yeah there's now a uh beggar's pizza where the pop and fresh once stood i don't know how to feel about beggars because i i know a lot of people who right, own right. beggars pizza watch, 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 your, watch your mouth lawrence that's right. what i'm about to say lawrence uh, i love you mouth. dearly but we might have to <laughs> we, you might have to shoot you a fair one if you talk too crazy no, like I, 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 30 you feel me we might have to <laughs> i'm stamming yeah take, uh, take it outside one time i i don't know how to feel about it y'all love it y'all love it Is i'm a big you? i'm a big cheese mm-hmm. guy yeah. And if, if I there's nowhere I'd rather be, and like I love, and this has got a South Suburbs kid that grew up with Aurelios. But listen, uh, give me a a, a family size sausage, extra cheese, extra, extra sauce. Uh, see, I don't, I think they put an adequate amount of sauce. I don't need the extra sauce. With the, with the with the extra cheese, I need to balance it out with with the liquid. <laughs> yo, I need um, I need some gushing. You feel me? You know yo, what I mean? boy, that's enough. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tell us about uh, the, the fine folks about the House of D or whatever, um, or Dragons or House whatever you D. call it. <laughs> That's what it is, right? <laughs> the House of D. <laughs> The House of D, that's on HBO Max or something? That so, that's, no, that's on Cinemax Max. It's <laughs> on so Skinemax House of D. <laughs> so before Russ dis, just blatantly disrespected one of the greatest franchises in, in modern cinematography, is, is TV cinematography? Sure. Um, Game of Thrones is back. and I'm prepared to get hurt again. And I get it. That final season was awful and it turned a lot of people off, but it feels like at least through the first episode and through the marketing of it, they knew what the issues were. They, the, the directing team for game of Thrones got away from George RR Martin and left him in the dark, which was, I don't get why would you, the formula was there recreate what this man wrote and put it on television with your billions of dollars that HBO is funding this. HBO has cut literally every other project except for this one. And yep. it's for good reason. The The formula works. And through the first episode, you hear the music, you watch it, it, it you get that same feeling that you got watching the earlier shows and America was tuned in. America was tuned in. It felt good. And I know it's rare on these rare occasions, right? Where you feel America all coming watch down something and as watching something. Yeah. Right. Now, those are very rare occasions. It happens. I mean, it sport. crashed the app, right? Right. They crashed the app. It crashed the app because it, it was, it was a good show. It's, it's a solid show and it works. So I'm very excited about it. I've seen the episode. I know you guys have yet to see it. So no spoilers here if you haven't seen it yet. But I'm telling you, I got a feeling it's going to be worth everybody's time because they're actually sticking to the script and the guy that wrote it. So I so I watched Westworld. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like if you're watching any sort of like HBO programming, you're seeing the promos for this. I I got into Game of Thrones late. Like I got in and caught up and by was it season five, I was like on point, like watching with everyone. So I was able to kind of live through all the stuff and then live through the, the finale of Dim Thrones, as, as we black people say on Twitter <laughs> about it. I didn't hate it as much as other people did the way that it ended. But I understood why folks are like, man, what it felt like to me was had they had two more episodes, they could have done a better job of, of storytelling. But anyway, in seeing the, the promos for it, George is, is at least somewhat, he's at least on board because mm-hmm. he's been talking about it. And he feels like the people that are in tr- are show running House of Dragons is that they respect the source material. And so that means that he's comfortable like coming in and saying, hey, like, let's do this or let's do that. That to me puts it on better footing 
than what we saw in the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, where it seemed like he was completely detached from the project and they just kind of did their own thing mm-hmm. to try try to put a bow on it and get it done. So I'm I'm you brought up the idea, Tony, of um not wanting to get you know putting yourself in a position to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. Like I'm not gonna wait like all season, but I'm waiting for a couple episodes and see people like yourself, like people's mm-hmm. reactions and, and reviews that I trust on it before I say, okay, let me jump in. That being said, I've been watching Westworld for four seasons. And I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, but it's so, but it's so gorgeous. Like the show yeah. mm-hmm. is just amazing. And Tessa Thompson, I'm terrified of her. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, she's so evil on that show. Mm-hmm. As bad as she is, and, and she's as bad as anybody walking on the face of the earth. One of, as bad absolutely. as she is, I don't want to meet her in person. That's how scary she is on Westworld. I'm like, wow, like you're yeah, terrified. I, I got off, I, I saw season two, and I'm like, I don't like where this is going. You know, like I, I was in it season one. The concept was great, it was simple as much as complicated and convoluted end up being it was what would you do if none of your actions had consequences yep in in a real kind of real world real life environment so to say what like i that that thought experiment was excellent and i wanted to see that play out where look some of these are you're gonna have consequences somewhere it's just where are they gonna pop up that's that's what i kind of was in westworld for and it was just kind of like they, they kind of got rid of that concept after the first season. I was well, like, oh. yes and no. Really? Like the thing, the thing about Westworld is <sighs> the the way that it looks looks amazing, and I am concerned because HBO is cutting back on so much stuff mm-hmm. that they can't even do a season five of Westworld because of how much money it costs to produce each episode because it's so beyond and so beautiful. But the the performances, Tessa Thompson, Jeffrey Wright, like Jeffrey Wright is just a monster. Like he's so good at what he does as an actor. They, the problem with the show for me is it's like a video game. And I did a whole episode of this on, on House mm-hmm. of L. It's like a video game. There's always another boss. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you you like okay I got it you like I got it I got it and then they're like no you don't there's another boss that you have to beat and you're like man shit I I, I feel like I did everything I used every cheat code that I had I did the up 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 down down left right left right ba select start I did all of that shit I beat this dude and then they're like nope there's another dude and they did the shit again at the end of, of season four. And at the end of season four, I'm just sitting there going, really? <laughs> really? Oh, so the game just starts over now. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like playing Super Mario. You get to the end of it. You're like, oh, it's just now sped up. Got it. All right. But it's... But it's- you, know, to, you know, to that point, Lawrence, I think, and this is like a broader conversation about television as a whole, Um I don't know if they're going to be shows that are going to get room to do that anymore. Um, 
with, with all the cutbacks that these companies are doing, they're coming together because they can't afford this stuff on their own and then raising the prices of their streaming service, we're going to get more shows like, and, and we watched it, you know, Love is Blind and Married at First Sight. It's cheaper to make those shows, way cheaper. And people are are watching those shows. So it's going to be very, very rare, I think, coming up soon. We talked about the future of radio, the future, the, the future of television. It's going to be harder for people to pitch show ideas and get people on board to actually create something unique that's not a spinoff, that's not a retread, that's not a, uh, a a remixed version of something that was successful previously, that shows like Westworld aren't going to be able to correct themselves or get after maybe a down season or get back to it. Like It's going to be very, very rare that shows are going to get that opportunity. Yeah, you're right. And and it's I, I hope that, man, I'm really concerned about where the industry is because of the what ended up being really bad strategy by some of the streaming services that they thought that the the subscriber lists would just go on forever and Mm -hmm. forever and forever and now you have all of these creative spaces that are just empty like netflix to me there's still a couple shows that i watch but i don't i don't think i watch any original shows on netflix anymore i use netflix to catch up on stuff Mm -hmm. um amazon prime there's i watched two original shows on amazon prime but one of them has been on hiatus for forever Mm -hmm. and the other one is the boys the boys Mm -hmm. is the boys is fire if people are not watching the boys they are they are missing out Mm -hmm. that show that show has been on it for it, it is perfect allegory for American culture in 2022. Mm-hmm. Like completely well done political satire in the form of a superhero show. Um, but this, like, I, I love my Paramount Plus because I need all my Star Trek and all that shit. But I, I just think that taking away some of these creative outlets for people, I don't know where folks are going to go to get stuff greenlit. And like now I'm in like this creative bag where I've got all these ideas and stuff that I'm trying to put together. And I'm like, are there going to be places for those creative ideas years and years from now? And I'm I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. I want to uh, tell you guys that was excellent back and forth, like a tennis match between one Anthony Gill and Lawrence W. Holmes. I'm going to say this. I, I've never watched Game of Thrones and uh, I haven't watched House of D either. But I'm going to tell you this. I was watching baseball the other night when it premiered on HBO Max, and I have direct TV stream. I turned my TV on, and I hit the little button with the microphone, and I said, Marquee Sports Network, because I wanted to watch the Cubs game that was on that day. And I hear Boog and JD and Doug Glanville, but I don't see them. Instantly, I look at my screen like, why can't I see baseball? And what pops up is the House of Dragons – Watch on HBO Max now. Like, did you guys get that? Like, the rollout for this was mm-hmm. quite vast. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean. Where I watch John Oliver's show on HBO Max, I watch Westworld, I watch Hard Knocks, and on all three of those, you can't get away from watching an episode of any of those shows without 
there being some piece of some trailer for House of Dragon. Like, it, and it's 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 cool. Like they people been waiting for it and they want it and they'll consume it. I just hope that it's good. And and I honestly could use a new show now that Better Call Saul is over. Mm-hmm. You know, Fire. like now that Fire. it's over, like that. God, like that show was Fire. so good. And they better, they better give Ray Seahorn every fucking award. Mm-hmm. Like she's so good, and and th- what's crazy is is that Vince Gilligan got knocked because the women characters in Breaking Bad were so two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like they they were just there as window dressing, and then they come out with Better Call Saul, and they give you one of the the most deep like individual characters that have ever been created on, on television with Kim Wexler. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, they flex, like they straight up flex. They were like, all right, you think we can't create a great character and find an unbelievable actor to pull this off? Like watch how we do this. I'm going to miss that show, man. Like it's I, it's a great show. It is it's a great show. And, and Russ, did you ever meet Bob Odenkirk? Cause he's not, he's a huge cub fan. So he would be at games and I was lucky enough one day I was filling in on the pre and post game show. And this was God, this must be like five years ago. Cause it was after season one and he came into the booth and we were talking, I got a picture with him and I said, man, I love better call Saul. I was like, I love season one. And he grabbed me. And he's like, wait until you see what we do with season two. He's like, you're not going to believe what they're going to let us get away with. I was like, oh, shit. Let's go. And he was right. He was 100% right, man. That show, I try to put people onto that show, and some people don't get it. And some people are like, it'll never be better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, no, it's it's better. It's better. (laughs) Now, they, they have the advantage of living in the Breaking Bad universe. So like a lot of it, a lot of stuff is already built up, but still, what they put together this year, man. If 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 my girl Ray Seahorn don't get an Emmy, we riot. Period. Period. You feel me? Understand me? Smell me? <laughs> Tone. Let's call some bullshit. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Ah, yes. The fine production work of one Anthony Gill. It is time to call bullshit. Bullsheet is brought to you by our good friends at Sheets and Giggles. You can get $23 off of your next order of high qualities, high, um, what's the word? I like to say elite sheets because they are so fantastic. They're soft. They keep you cool at night. They cup you. They do everything that you want them to do. You can get $23 off by going to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash essay. I want to read a tweet before we let you know what we're calling Bullsheet on this week. From August 19th, from at the Tony Gill. Oh, Lord. Quote, here's why all these documentaries have flopped culturally as they try to become the last dance. One, 
No one wants to hear your own painted narrative. Two, let us miss you. There's no nostalgia with this. LeBron is still in the league. I might be off sports docs for a minute. End quote. Tone. <laughs> Tone, the floor is yours. What are we calling bullshit on this week? Yeah, man. Sports documentaries. Like, man, I, nobody loves a good sports documentary more than I do. I am here for it. But, man, I just feel like it's being oversaturated. Like, and I get it. It's easy to do. You just sit people down and record them talking. We do this all the time here. (laughs) And then you just turn it, add some cool music to it. You got a sports documentary. I get it. It's easily flippable. It's easily marketable. Um, But I just feel... Like it's and this all stems from the documentary that's supposed to come out about the 2008 uh, Olympic gold medal team, the Redeem team. Um, and I just I don't know. I saw that that morning and I was like, this is this has got to stop. Like somebody needs to put their foot down and said, wait, not yet. Not saying that these stories can't be told in film documentary form, but wait it's okay to wait. Let the value of those things grow. It's like, yes, these things happen. These stories happen. They could be very interesting. I'm not saying it's not interesting. But what I'm saying is let it cook. Let it sit and let it cook until we're ready for it. And this is my biggest kind of gripe with sports documentaries now. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is currently going to put out his own documentary. What for, Carmelo? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what else do we need to see about Carmelo right now? Really? Honey, honey Cheerios. Like, <laughs> right. Like, let us let us get past the. We just can't. You, we still remember that. You gonna talk about that? You gonna talk about how uh, on the wire getting cracked in front of the nation? I mean, like, all I'm saying is it's 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 too much. It's too much. It's not enough filtering out of we will make this, but let's just wait maybe a decade or two before we we get to this. So I'm calling bullshit on sports documentaries. All right. I think it's I think it's good. Like I, I'm I think the biggest part of that that I agree with Tone is let, letting us miss you. Because look, the, the Redeem team was 2008. It's 2022, and that doc is supposed to come out, according to Netflix, on October 7th of this year. You re- 14 years, dog? Like, really? And the thing is, is, like, I don't even, I don't even care. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Like, it was a, it was cool, that, but, like, it's not I like, mean, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they lost in 04 and I had to come back in 08 and kill everybody. Like, that's not, these kids don't care about that right now. I don't even care. I, I I don't like. I care about a lot of the individuals, but I don't care about their team. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it just it just when Tone put it out there, I was just like, man, he's right, which I hate saying, but <laughs> yes, like like he's one hundred percent right about this. You have to have compelling figures, and me and Tony have been going back and forth about the the Jeter documentary, mm-hmm. which I think is more interesting. Um, then, then you give it credit for. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to Randy for real, for real. And 
And and honestly, I think Tony would have you watched it yet, Tony? I have not. I'm getting e- to it. Even when I was like, just watch episode three. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. Um <laughs> I'm getting through it. It okay, Stu Gotts. Um <laughs> Yeah. I I think that you would really like it because of the way that the story is told, but also because Jeter's a dude we didn't know nothing about. Like that's that's what makes it interesting. This 2008 team, I don't care about them at all. I don't even remember what happened in that Olympics. And I'm not that interested to to remember what happened in that Olympics. They blew everybody out by 20. Right. So great. That's about <laughs> what we expected. That was the whole point of y'all going. It's I'm more interested in how they're going to construct Team USA going forward than I am mm-hmm. with, you know, and, where those dudes are at. And you know what it you know what it feels like? And I, I, I kind of had it. I talked about it with a couple of, you know, just a, 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 essentially all my friends about it. And they were like, you know, maybe this is, you know, still piggybacking off the Kobe love. And I'm like, that feels even grosser. That's, that feels that, dirty. Yeah. And, and we've already seen in the Vanessa Bryant case, it, it's $16 million to be out here trying to profit off of Kobe's death. Mm-hmm. You know? And shout out to her, by the way. Yeah. Like for real, like she's handled, she's handled an incredible tragedy with incredible grace, and like it's almost like raised her profile. I think publicly, where you see how is she so so damn strong to lose a child and her husband, and and still be standing, you know, mm-hmm. like in such a tragic way, like. I was I had gotten off the plane in Miami for the Super Bowl that week and my phone was like exploded. And I'm like, what's going on? And then people were like, oh, you know, asking me and all that that week on Radio Row, everyone was talking about Kobe. So to see her see her handle her business and hold people accountable, I got a lot of love for for what she's pulled off. Oh wait, can I, can I call bullshit? Am I allowed? Sure, sure. All right, so now I'm not going to be as nice. Um, I want to call bullshit on WNBA media, hmm. and here's why. This whole year, what has it been? It's been a party for Sue Bird, who deserves a party. For what she's done for the WNBA, what she's done for women's sports overall, and anyone who loves ball. You can't you can't not like Sue Bird. What I the shit that I don't like, Chief Keith, is I don't like that Sylvia Fowles mm. didn't get the same love. Mm. And when you look at their resumes, their resumes are almost close. identical. It's just one one plays in the post and one plays at the top of the key. Mm. And I've talked with a couple of reporters about this, a couple of people whose opinion that I trust. And both of both of the, 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 the people that I talked to said the same thing, that if Sylvia Fowles was white. Or or in their words, cute, because, you know, like the, the you got Sue and, and her wife, like they're cute together. Mm-hmm. Does she be getting more love? But I would I would just say that I'm glad like towards the end, it felt like people started to come around on Sylvia Fowles. But that woman's career 
is unbelievable. She's got gold medals. She's got an MVP in a, in a final. She's got league MVP. She's got the rebounding champ. She, she Her resume is exactly as decorated as Sue Bird's, but she did not get the same type of send-off that Sue Bird got. And I wish more people that worked in WNBA media would have brought it up because then maybe she would have gotten the same same amount of flowers as Sue Bird deserves mm-hmm. and got. But it felt like people were pushing Big Seal to the side, and I did not like that at all. Call him bullshit on that. I Call Bullshit is brought to you by our friends at Sheets and Giggles. Get $23 off by going to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash essay. Lawrence and Tone, would y'all like to hear the things we didn't get to today? Yes. Oh, yeah. I never get access. So I'm just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are so eager. We go to the Bronx where a fan had Monday, Monday's Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets uh, had himself an adult beverage. But not only did he have the adult beverage, he created his own utensil to consume said adult beverage. Uh, I was asked on the Bernstein and Holmes show with my good friend Lawrence Holmes today about one hot dog straw where you have a a grown-ass man taking a jumbo hot dog, yo, and dipping it after putting a hole through the jumbo hot dog, yo, grabbing his beverage, putting the hot dog in and wrapping his lips around said jumbo hot dog, yo, to consume his cold beer. So you stick the the warm, and then this, Lawrence brought this up when I was talking about it on his show. You stick the hot, the warm hot dog into the cold beer to consume the, it just, there was a lot going on here. He had a straw. Why would Yeah, he took the straw to create a new straw. <laughs> And why would someone drink a beer with a straw? You would yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the real question that should be asked here. Like, if you're not drinking that out straight out the cup, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, if it's not a bottle, have you, you ever, got the cup. Have you ever in your life been to a bar, seen someone order a beer, and then drink the beer out of the straw? Not one, not never. Never. It's not never. Happened. Not never in your life has that ever happened. Who told and, him that? Exactly. Yeah, you, you don't you don't you don't just you don't just pull that off just pull that out your ass like either he had done that several times no, before season vet yeah he because he, he put the drink on the ground he was like no nah, let me get some room I can I can craft my utensil here you know what it felt like it felt like um Kobayashi you know <laughs> it is like he he's washing the dog like it's it was like the whole thing was gross, and I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. Like if that's how you get down, you get down. But I felt like the game should have stopped, and he should have been immediately thrown out. <laughs> my man, my man could have choked to death on the old jumbo hot dog. Yes, he could. And, and, but good for good for him. Uh, if I hope he enjoyed the glizzy and his beverage that day. Um, Did he eat the hot dog after? See, that's my thing. Like, do you just get rid of the hot dog or do you chow down the the, the, the moist hot dog, yo? Um, 
Because here's my thing. I, I try to, for the sake of content, wrap my brain around why somebody would do this flavor-wise. And what I kept coming back to is, I know people boil their bratwurst or in as Dan Bernstein brought in beer. Or Dan sautés his brats in beer, make the little beer glaze with some onions, all good. I understand that. So maybe in some type of way, that's what my man's was going for. But like, there's no there's no heating element. But you right, got cold beer. The, the heat, right? The heat will kind of separate to make the flavors work. Right. When you right. cook it, cook it or down, fry it or yes. whatever. Where but, where he's actually ruining both things. Yes. <laughs> He's ruining the beer and he's ruining the dog. Yeah, now you have salty beer and a luke a lukewarm, lukewarm hot dog uh, that is yeah. now moist. It's bad. It, it's bad. All bad. Um, did you guys enjoy Capri Suns as a beverage? Yeah, oh I, I, was, I was more of a high C dr- drink box guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I messed with Capri Sun. I also messed with that was that was in the lunches and we talked about back to school last week and the lunches that my parents would make they throw a little Capri Sun in there. Uh, man, you use that straw as a weapon. Listen, yeah. that straw you mm-hmm. you can stab somebody in there. You just somebody talk that kid that talked about my shoes. Hey, <laughs> poke somebody real quick before you call the hitters. You, yes, you got, you got the straw. Uh, listen, the hitters would have sharpened the the Capri Suns. A little shiv, <laughs> poke somebody up real quick on, on the we, yard slash playground. We so need a Russ and the hitters episode. <laughs> yeah, who's the hitters? We need the, the yeah, hitters on the bottom. The hitters. We gotta we get the hitters out here. I was just, I was honestly talking shit. It's neither here nor there. Back to the Capri Suns. Um, <laughs> thousands upon thousands of Capri Suns were recalled recently after they found that many had been contaminated with cleaning solution. They're trying to get the kids out of here. Oh, that's They're trying to get the kids out of here, man. This coming months after Skittles had been recalled for similar things. What What is going on where the things that we enjoyed so much as children are now being diluted with Cleaning solution and other such things. I mean, what? There's so much for us. Like, there's, there's the shrinkflation aspect of everything, and there's also everyone's mass producing stuff, and they're trying so many different things that the quality control is an issue, and and you have to be careful, like what brands you rock with, because of stuff like that. I I'm that makes me mad, especially because Skittle just brought back the lime Skittle, and I was like, yeah, finally get rid of yeah, that. Yeah, pine saw. We, we, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. I took flavor, a little pine saw in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's all. <laughs> that lime taste. <laughs> in a casket down in Skittles. <laughs> what you had at Mr. Clean Skittle? Yeah. Oh, all right. Man, this tastes like Clorox wipe. I like that. Clorox, Clorox wipe flavor Skittles. Good Lord. <laughs> um, you guys uh, aware of uh, Kevin Durant and the, the Brooklyn Nets? Mm-hmm. Didn't we already do the bullshit segment? Well, well, well we could have we could have brought it back for this one. Uh, KD, after months of asking for a trade out of Brooklyn, came out with a joint statement 
And this is baller. It's actually pretty baller, by the way. A joint statement with his own personal brand, Boardroom, him and his uh, business manager, Rich Kleiman. And the Nets put out a joint statement that's saying they are moving past KD's trade request and will move forward as an organization with KD in tow. And I want to say a couple of things about this situation. One, this is the first I think we've seen in a long time of a superstar player not getting their way. Because usually, especially in the NBA, when it's a superstar like Kevin Durant and you want out, you're going to get out. Whether it was Anthony Davis in New Orleans or other situations, you, if you want out as a superstar player, you can force yourself out. Ben Simmons, James Harden, same thing. And so for me, looking at the situation, it's like, all right, who's the big winner here? It's owner of the Nets, Joe Sy. After it's saying, NBA owners. Hey, man. I don't think it's just yeah. him. <laughs> well, yeah, but just uh, just in this situation, it's because mm-hmm. it's like, you're not going to tell me, Kevin Durant, what you will and won't do. I write your checks. I tell everybody in this organization what to do, including Sean Marks at the GM, including uh, Steve Nash. So it, it's crazy that we got to the situation. I still think they're a shit show because there's a lot of ego in that organization, whether it's KD, whatever Kyrie's doing on whatever day. I still don't know when we're going to see Ben Simmons play basketball. They brought in Steve Nash to be their coach. And then I always wonder what does Steve Nash actually do? I, I still think it could go very poorly for them this season. Big bang take little bank, right? That's, yeah. that's what that is. Joe Sides was like, allow me to flex. Yeah, you've been out here flexing all this time with your passive aggressive bullshit. You allow, allow me to flex. And let me remind you that you brought Kyrie here. Mm-hmm. You 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 brought him here. And look at look at what happened. So I love I love Kevin Durant. Angry Kevin Durant is my favorite basketball player in the NBA. I think that he he thought that he had juice that he didn't quite have. And honestly, he'd be better off making trying to make this whole thing work out in Brooklyn. But that that's going to take a lot of work for, for them to get it right. I'm glad I want players to be in power. But honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to invite Tone on, onto the radio show talk about this tony was one of the first people that i heard really give voice to the downside of player empowerment the thing is is that it's okay for players to empower themselves but what where they get lost in this is sometimes you have to you have to realize that your shit does stink and who are the people that can help you and and making it kind of binary where organization equal bad, player equal good, that's too simplistic. There might be people in the organization that can help you realize the dream that you have for yourself, that organization, and your career. But this idea of I know best is, is not accurate. There, there are exceptions to all of these rules. There are exceptions. But even LeBron messed up on stuff. Like, he's he's probably the exception. But even he miscalculated things. He miscalculated what it would be like to be back in Cleveland, for example. Quite honestly, he's miscalculated this L.A. move mm-hmm. from a basketball standpoint. For the other stuff, I think he, he's doing exactly what he wants and 
and he's he's made moves to to make his non-basketball life like bigger and, and better and deafer and all that stuff. But when it comes to the basketball, we're now it's like, oh, well, you know, we, we have to figure out ways to maximize LeBron. That's what they should have been doing the whole time. And you hitched your wagon to a dude that's always hurt. And if he's hurt, you're screwed. So even LeBron is as smart and as forward thinking as LeBron is. He got it wrong at least once. What makes you think that you're going to that you've got the answers? And I appreciate these guys wanting to have the answers and, and wanting to be in charge of their careers. There's nothing wrong with that. It, 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 players should look at it that way. But you got to be smart about how and when you flex. And I don't think Kevin Durant was in this particular case. Very well said. And last but not least, gentlemen, a local jogger was running in the city of Chicago in the South Loop region of the city of Chicago. Was the jogger's name Russ Dorsey? The jogger's name was indeed Russ Dorsey running for his morning run that he does multiple times a week. And there was a dog, a big ass dog brand uh, or uh, breed unknown. Well, said Dorsey was jogging on his daily morning run, jumped and barked at him, barked at him, frightening him to death. Not only was he frightened, but to avoid a potential bite, he ran into a pillar in the fine city of Chicago on a concrete building while running. At great speed. Even. Even. He was then pissed off, turned around and looked at the dog owner to say, you and that damn dog. That's our animal news. (laughs) Damn, Russ. I didn't say it to the owner, but the look I gave the owner was just like, hey, man, get your dog out the trail so people can run. Especially if you know your dog is jumping and barking at people. And black people. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I wasn't pleased. Tone, you say it. Put, put the bleeps over that part. Um, That's going to do it for this week's episode of... Oh, by the way, that's the news we didn't get to. Um... That's going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. As always, our fine podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sheets and Giggles for the softest, coolest sheets that you will find on the market today. Visit SheetsGiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next purchase. We'd like to thank our good friend Lawrence Holmes for joining us on this audio adventure with the OK Player t-shirt on. Lawrence, we love and appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Guys, thanks so much for this. It was a lot of fun. I I love when I get an opportunity to sit in for one of you and be a part of the ridiculousness that is this podcast. Tone, before we let the fine folks go, give them one of your uh, original Sheets and Giggles uh, things. I think that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> so uh, I ended up washing my sheets and, sheets and giggle sheets and uh, cover on today. And I'm looking forward to get back home uh, and butt naked 
Butterball naked. And just let the the softness of the sheets just envelop me. As hey, I man. take my 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 long-awaited sleep for the night. Hey, it's something about saying butterball naked that I just understood completely <laughs> what that man meant. Like it's one thing to be naked, it's one thing to be naked, and then to be butterball naked. It's a completely different level, but Tone is completely right. I love being butt ass on my sheets and giggle sheets because they they hug you in all the right places. They keep you warm. They keep you cool when you need to be cool. They are soft, fantastic sheets. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.